welcome back to Spock the Week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and yes, it is me, the Albert Android. I'm back! Yay! Come yeah, come on, guys. A Sorry, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Greg is just looking at the screen and is like, shit, I've got to behave myself <laughs> now. So, Because the thing is, James, is you can actually say what the hell you want because you are on a different screen. Oh, In a different country, you can't hit me yeah. on that. <laughs> Unfortunately, Gregor, on the other hand, is sat right next to me right now, so um, he has to behave himself. And subsequently, well, so do I. Well, I'm, like, I'm still reeling from your Dead Space comments. So you thought it was Dead Space in the last one? Wait till this one. Well, it's all right. I've got to go back and fill in the dead space, so it's not too bad. So, guys, lots of pregnant silences in this one. I can tell you that. Can you can you tell he's happy to have me back, folks? <laughs> he looks overjoyed. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing, guys. One of the things I've been enjoying about yours to um, sort of running the spot of the week in the last few weeks is you, you this new thing that you've got where you're kind of self-promoting. Brewdog in the hope of getting some sort of sponsorship deal. We just want free beer. That's all we're asking. It's not a lot. I know, I know. So Brewdog, if you're listening, me and Gregor just about to tuck into a Elvis juice and uh, our and colleague. I'm over here, just about to tuck into a Hazy Jane. We have stooped to a new low, haven't we? <laughs> it's got to be worth a cake. It's got to be worth a cake, surely. Yeah. Oh. Definitely. I mean, we're in ten forward. Let's let's. You know, it has to be more for great. We've even got brew dog glasses. Look. Oh no, you're a posher than me. I haven't got a brew dog glass. I haven't even got a glass. I'm drinking it out of a tin like I'm some sort of teenager on a bus stop. Uh, no, wow, that does taste some grapefruit. Oh, it's the. You... Oh yeah. So, so for for those as listening much as at home... I want them to send me beer, I don't like that Elvis juice one. <laughs> for those of you listening at home, we have got Brewdog's Elvis Juice, which is a grapefruit-infused IPA, uh, and you definitely do get the grapefruit on there. It's very refreshing, very good. But unless you don't like grapefruit. Unless you don't like grapefruit. But yeah, so we're not actually here to talk about Brewdog. We're not actually here to talk about beer, although that is a very enjoyable conversation, I might admit. We are here to talk about Star Trek, in particular, cue the dead silence... Well, this is far too early in the podcast for us to be on topic, JJ. Have you not been listening? I have been listening, it's just, which is why I'm <laughs> going to keep kick your backside in the doing. What's he doing? I don't know. We've got about 15 minutes yet before we say what we're talking about. That's a whole host of topics to cover before we get to Star Trek. Yes. So why are you going to jump it straight in? What, what, you, what do you think you're doing? This is not the new format. Do you think I would come back and, and just let you get on with the way you've been doing it for the last... No, I'm going to yes. throw the spanner in the works. Yes. Oh, carry on then. Actually, carry. here's something. Oh, here we go. We've, we've sat in, in the wrong place because um, I've got something in the oven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Gigi's blocking the way to the oven. It's not mine. What, so, what, what have you got in the oven? I've got a bit of pork. That's so right. I'm going to be porking... Gigi, later. With cool. The, with the big meaty pork in the oven that I have. Is this where you start plugging your OnlyFans now, or is that a different yeah. topic entirely? Oh, oh, I, 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 I don't, <laughs> to, to be honest, I don't do it for the money. I just do it for the fun. <laughs> well, I think maybe we should swap places then. I think we should swap places. And if you're, if you're listening, Gigi and I are about to do a little dance where we swap places. 
Cue the cheesy inter interlude music. There we go. I did your cheesy interlude music for you. That was so cheesy. It, 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 it was not good. Did you not enjoy that? Huh? No, you wouldn't <laughs> believe how bad that cheesy music was. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, well, Gregor is doing two things at once, multitasking. What's he doing? Thing. Putting some step ladders up or something? No, what he's doing is he's currently poking a dead pig in the oven. Ah, it, it does sound like he's putting a pair of step ladders up. No, no. He's making an awful racket in the background on a podcast recording, which is brilliant. So, well, at least I'm not chopping onions. That's true. You'll just make oh. me cry in another way. You, you're I'm giving really away fine. our extremely high production values here. I have just the thing that's going to bring a tear to your eye, JJ. I really do. We have no budget and we have no qualms, and he's touching my knee. <laughs> I'm really glad that the camera that I can see only shows me the neck up, otherwise, no. So then, guys, what bollocks are you going to talk about this week for the first 10, 15 minutes? Well, it's been blooming hot today. What's it been like up there? It's roasting down here. It's, uh, it's sunny now. It was foggy earlier, but that's lifted, and it's now quite sunny. We can't complain, really, because, I mean, let's be honest with you, the pig is having much more of a hard time of it right now than yeah, we are. No, no, you're not wrong. Is Do you get a bank holiday up there this weekend, or is it a normal weekend for you? Every weekend's a bank holiday weekend in Scotland. Okay. <laughs> yes, I, I'm off tomorrow. Yeah, I so. didn't know, because sometimes they're different and sometimes they're the same. So great weather for a bank holiday weekend. Can't complain. So what's what's that on your shirt, by the way? I'm just looking. I know you've got the tie in that, and it's just yeah, like it, a... it's a tie and a name badge. It's from the musical The Book of Mormon. Oh right, okay, okay. I was just just wondering what that was, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's a a, a name badge that says God's favorite musical. Was that the was it Matt Stone and Trey Parker that did The Book of Mormon? They were in, one of them was involved. I don't know if it was both of them or not. I can't remember. Um, but it's it's a really funny show. It's hilarious. So I had to buy a t-shirt. Mm. Okay, I'll have to look it up. But I think it was the I think they were involved in it. In which case, it'll be in the best possible taste. Oh no, it's definitely not in the best poss possible taste at all. No. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Surprised to hear that. Um. So and. And I changed to our normal procedure where we both do live research for the podcast that we should have researched before we started the podcast. Good, you, you guys haven't done any research? Have no. You... No, good, because neither have I, so... Oh, thank goodness. I, th I thought you were so... about to say, Gregor, then, that you'd done some research and well, I was going to be like, shit. Well, what I was going to say is, we're since we're sharing a screen, I was going to forego the research part and leave it all down to you. So we'll have to shout down to you, look at this. Look that's that, all right. You, that's that's yeah. normally what I do. Yeah. I've, I've got very good at typing episode titles very quickly when you said the name of an episode so that I can then go, oh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Okay, so um, <laughs> just just pretend JJ's not here. So what do you think of his pick for this episode? The fucking Herodians. They're only in about five episodes. It, it's like whoever I mean, programmed this episode was somebody who's only ever seen Voyager and doesn't care about the fact that the rest of Star Trek exists. Yeah, like you mean like they're not... 
really a tra- they're not a real a... Trek fan. Yeah, yeah, consider, that. Yeah. Consider this a filler episode. Then. We've got to spread this thing out, you know, so we can make this last a lot longer, you know, like you know, Gregor will later on. But anyway, that's a different story. To be fair, the only way you can make yourself last is to involve the Herogen. You've got problems. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, right? <laughs> I'm going to make a point a little bit later on about the Herogen because to be. Yes, I am a Voyager fan. It is my go-to. Uh, and like I say, other Star Trek iterations are available. But I have I have some ghosts. Down, boy. I'm here now. You can't. <laughs> um, but I will say I have some, I do have some criticisms, and the erosion element does fall part of that. Um, but we'll actually we'll get onto that a little bit later on because uh, I don't want to sort of uh, use my ace card really on the show because that's what? basically all I've got. While uh, we're in danger of going on topic, um, I did. You've just said that uh, Voyager has some issues that you you have with it, and and yeah, I found a solution to one of my issues of Voyager this week. If oh, you well. haven't read um, the autobiography of Catherine Janeway. Uh, read it because it actually gives a plot arc to Voyager. All right, it's inserted afterwards in novel form, um, but it actually gives some sort of arc to the story. So that's my recommendation for this week is to go away and read the autobiography of Catherine Janeway. It's a fantastic book. Now, I've, I've heard, there's, I've been told there's a few holes in that autobiography. I mean, I, I read the Jean-Luc Picard one um, and there's a massive hole in that one. Um, because if you were writing a, a biography or an autobiography and the person you were writing about had something, is it Sharloff syndrome? Or, 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 I must not well, in, in, in trick terms, it's commonly known as Picard's Hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was worth that comment just to see oh. JJ's face. <laughs> That's it. You've broken the Android. <laughs> Go and reboot it, Gregor. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's, that's, like I say, that's a big mission yes. you know a, a significant emission from a book about somebody as you know somebody's life and i've been told that the janeway one isn't much better in that respect i mean it, don't get me wrong the card one is a very interesting read and it is a good read but like i say there's just a few things that just you know don't sit right with it uh, or are missing but um, you can't tie in all of the stupid loopholes out of an episodic series no. when you're trying to make it feel like it has a story. You can't, you can't. But like I say, the big significant one is is that. I mean, I, I would have expected a little bit more explanation, maybe a little bit more of a story behind what it was like growing up with that, you know, that sort of thing. I'm confused um, to know which things people think they've missed out of the Voyager autobiography because nothing screamed out at me at the Janeway one. Like so. I said, I've, I've not read it yeah. yet. I've not read it yet, but like I said, I've just heard that it's, it's, you know, it's full of holes and it's not that good. And I mean, I will be getting it eventually once uh, I've drum up enough Latin to buy it. So. Uh, no, that, that's my recommendation anyway. Having read it, I would suggest that other people do as well because it makes Voyager have a plot. And anyway, while we're on that, while we're on that particular subject of. Voyager and Janeway and whatnot. What do you uh, what do you guys make of uh, the um, new t- uh, cartoon series that they're going to develop for? Uh, what is it called? Prodigy or something? Yeah, 
I have no Gregor, idea. Gregor has his head in his hands. That tells me everything I need to that's, know about his opinion. That's because you mentioned some sort of Star Trek that may have come into contact with Alex Kurtzman, and that makes Gregor sad. But I don't care because Gregor's wrong. Um, so, um, well, I think I, I agree mean, with you a little bit on that one because at the end of the day, if 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 uh, Kate Mulgrew is signed up for this and she's willingly signed up, she she said that she's looked into it, she likes what they're doing with it, and if she's putting anything into it, it can't be all that bad. It's going to be slightly different because it's going to be a holographic representation of Catherine Janeway used as a training um, thing for these kids. Right. Um, I wondered why, how they were working that right? Working that. Yeah, in. I, I can't give you a, a reference for where I read that, but I did read it somewhere when I was um, swanning around the internet. Um, because. Uh, before or after you went around Probably during. Um, but it. It wouldn't make any sense for actual, whether she'd have been a captain or an admiral, I'm not quite sure where they're setting it, but Janeway to be in it as a person, because why would she go and work with a load of kids who've nicked a ship? Whereas if it's not really her and it's just a training simulation program or something like that, then it makes more sense. Well, given Janeway's models, I think that would be a perfect opportunity for her. But, um... Only if she nicknames all the kids Tuvix. Mm, step in the transporter, Mr. Tuvix. Oh, justice, justice for Tuvix. Justice for Tuvix. <laughs> well, I've, here's the thing. You know, I, I have tried and um, to not prejudge. However, in the case of Prodigy, there are no humans. In no. It. And um, a franchise where it's supposed to be about human exploration, as in internal and external, the exploration of the world and the universe around us or the internal exploration of what our values are. I uh, thank, thank you. Thank you again, Mr. Kurtzman. Thank you once more from the bottom of my bottom. Thank you. And that's it. I am upset. I am going to go absolutely raging in this one, I can tell. I'm going to go all heroic. But we've got you. the ultimate defence of, yeah, but Gregor, it's for kids. Well, yeah. Oh, come on, Gregor. I mean, it, is... it is an actual children's oh. program. It's not like Lower Decks, which is a cartoon, but not really for children. This is an well, actual children's program. Is it, is it a discovery for children? No. No, no. No. Mm -hmm. no. Lead character gone. That's the power of math, people. In a room full of scientists. You know, and then when having a conversation with the, the chief engineer going, Doo! you know, like she's in some kind of Nickelodeon show or something. Yeah, because, you know, Gregor, um, God forbid we let God, these people talk like they're actually it, people. I'm waiting to check my goddamn pork again. <laughs> I do oh, like winding oh, him up. It how, is fun. How do you get through an episode You just keep firing him things that you know he's going to wind him up and then you enjoy the response and the reaction it gets. <laughs> Hint, hint, please download the podcast rather than streaming yes. it so that we can know. So we can get, so we can get the numbers. Or let us know that you're listening to and where you're listening from. 
Um, but we seem to have a regular download, uh, at least in Texas. I know that for others, a couple more in the States that I can't remember. We are looking at it off the top of my head. I don't, obviously, what do they see in you guys? Oh, well, what, I mean, they must love Greg. I mean, it must be the whole rant thing, you know. Must be. It's because I, I, I can't figure it out. I mean, I'm glad you're listening to us by all means because, I mean, it's brilliant. Because um, if there's at least one person that downloads every week or listens every week, that's brilliant. We're entertaining you. I, I, I just like to think of Gregor as a TOS Klingon. You know, he's all anger and no substance. Oh, he clings on, all right. <laughs> <laughs> These are the jokes, folks. I'm not. I'm really not happy today. Not happy at all. Honestly, by the time this episode's finished, I'm going to go and when this goes up, I'm going to see the downloads and the, the, the ratings for the show just go. <laughs> well, can we talk about your chosen subject, JJ? Oh, we're actually going to get on topic now, are we? Well, yeah, we've done about yeah. 15 minutes. It's yeah. about the right time. We've been talking shit. There's a format, JJ. Come on. Yeah. You have a format? Yeah. Yeah. It's well established. We're consumer professionals. Well, you are. You actually operate a radio station, but. Well, yeah, that, there is that. We're constipated <laughs> professionals. <laughs> Speak for yourself. So, so go on, JJ. Okay. Who are we talking about and why are we bothering? Well, be very, very quiet. I'm hunting Starfleet. We are going to be talking about the erosion. Now, there's a reason why I picked the Herosion, because, yes, Gregor, you said that the Because you've only seen episodes. one series of Star Trek, so your choice of aliens was limited. No? Is that not the reason? Sorry, come no, on. No, that's not the reason. Right? <laughs> Stick to Gregor. Stick to Gregor. Stick to what you know, James. Wind him up. No, I like it. <laughs> you've given me another victim. Exactly. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I'm in a target-rich environment. Yes, and it's uh, like a stormtrooper, missing every time. Um, <laughs> so the, the reason for the erosion is that, uh, okay, yes, we're not in very often. And to be fair, you actually did a bang-up job of talking about the Tellarites to say that they're not in, they're even, they're in it even less than, than what the erosion are and the founding members of Starfleet. So you did a bang-up job of that. So I thought, why not? You know, let's, let's throw a couple of curveballs in for you. Okay. You? So I didn't know I was actually going to come back for this episode, so, but hey-ho. Yeah. That, that begs the question then, James. Who are the sexiest, the Tellarites or the Herogians? I suppose it depends what your kinks are, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It has to, it has to be the down to, Do you like playing Chase Me? Because if you do, it's the Herogian. And the, the suits as well. I mean, that's like, I mean, latex coming out the ears right there, you know. The, if you're into that sort of thing, then you know what? And, you know, if you like a tall boy as well, you know, they're quite tall, they're these erosions. You sound like you're enjoying talking about the erosions. Just as much as you enjoy talking around Bajor and Bajorans. Bajorans. How much Elvis juice have you had? About Bajor and Bajorans. <laughs> Keep listening. I I, I highly doubt you're going to enjoy the Herogians as much as Gregor enjoys the Bajorans. Okay, so when did we when did we get introduced to the Herogians in Voyager? Um, we were introduced in season four in Message in a Bottle. What was that one again? That was the. Uh, that's the one where Seven of Nine finds an abandoned subspace relay network. Mm. 
and they learn of the ability to send the message or, you know, the doctor to a Starfleet ship. Actually, Look at I my remember. Google foo. It is on form today. <laughs> I remember that one now. <laughs> don't, don't say it out loud. We want to make it look like we actually know what we're talking about. I remember that one now, yes. And then that attracts the attention of the Herogians. Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is that the one where it's the young Herogian trying to prove himself? I can't remember. I thought that was later, but um, I'm, so. I can't remember. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking, and it's not jumping out at me that as being that one. Uh, I can't remember uh, which episode well, that is. Let's be on, let's be honest. There is only one good Herogian episode, and that's the double episode that I can't remember the name of at the moment. Is it the Killing Game? That's the one. So uh, that's the is one that we... where we have space Nazis, proper space Nazis, not like oh. the Cardassians. Yep, that's the one. Uh, you get uh, Neelix as a Klingon, I believe, in that one. He, he's in because they've got three different holodecks. Oh yeah, other. and they, they get put in them weird training scenarios, don't they, where they're training the Herogen and they kind so, of. Yeah. Well, what it what it is is with that episode is the Herogen have taken over Voyager and they've uh, they use the holodecks as like hunting grounds. Yeah. Um, they throw the crew members in there. Uh, they hunt them uh, in different scenarios. So uh, you've got World War Two. You've got uh, some Klingon battle. I don't know if there's another one, but I think you only see the Klingons in the, the World War Two scenarios. And they just throw them in there. And then when they get hurt or injured or even die, they get taken to the doctor. The doctor patches them back up again and they get thrown back in. Yeah. Um, so basically, they turn the entire ship into a hologram where they have fights. Yes, uh, well, eventually they do because so, what happens eventually is that uh, the safeties are turned off in the holodeck. There's a massive explosion, blows half the ship apart, and then, right, so you basically. So can can you imagine Riker and LaForge and Paris all getting together and saying, "That's not how you use the holodecks. It's not for fighting." Uh, they would well, have a different honest, purpose. You, that that, that is true. That, if you read you between know. the lines in that episode, there is a little bit, uh, there probably is a little bit of that uh, going going off in the holodeck. So. Well, doesn't Janeway fall in love with some bloke on this one? Am I on the right one? Where she falls no, in love with a holodeck? Oh, that's where she, that's where she that's deletes fair the boyfriend. Haven. That's fair oh, haven. yeah, yeah. Wrong one. Yeah. That's the best line in Voyager. Delete. Delete wife. <laughs> After that episode, going, come on, Janeway. <laughs> but you know it's a proper episode of Voyager because Bra- Janeway breaks Whoa. the prime directive. No. Every, every. It's off again. Because unless to... it involves getting the crew home, she's quite Whoa. happy to break the prime directive. But if it involves getting the crew home, then no, it's really important. To be, to be honest with you, on that particular subject, there was that, I mean, that was a, big, a good thing with Voyager throughout the, the series was that uh, she, from, from the start, she was toying with the morality of her decision. Oh, yeah. And stuff like that. And, and it, it, it played out really well, I think, throughout the seasons. Right up until the point at which they decided, right, that's it, fuck it, we'll get them home and done. And then all of a sudden, Janeway's models just go straight out the window. And, I mean... Let's be honest, if she had done something like that in the first place and used the array and thought, fuck it. But that brings me nicely on to what I would like, what I was going to say about my little gripe about Voyager is that throughout Star Trek, you've always had the villains, you've always had the, 
the bad guys and you know, unsavory species and stuff like that, you know. And they've always had that sort of that air of ominous about them where they're, you know, oh, they, I don't like them, don't like them all. You know, these people are pretty nasty. And then along comes Voyager and practically domesticates every single badass person in the Delta Club. Um, they do it with the erosion because eventually they tame them and do deals with the erosion, as opposed to the hunter gap, you know, hunter race, you know. I mean, hunters with technology, hunters with spaceships, they like, come on. <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden Janeway comes along and sort of uses her words of, you know, her magical words, and all of a sudden the best of pounds and go in separate ways and leave each other alone. Now, that, that, and they did the same thing with the Borg, because the Borg were one of the best baddies in, in science fiction, I think, at one point, up until the point at which Voyager, you know, Janeway domesticated them, they turned and talked to the Queen. And then, well, and then, like I say, Stargate came along and the replicators came along. And to be honest with you, anybody said the best bad guys in science fiction has to be the replicators from Stargate. They don't say nothing. All you hear is, you know, the, the scuttling and stuff like that. But what about the Cylons? <sighs> no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sticking with the, the, the replicators from... What about the Russians and for all mankind? I don't think that's fair because have you seen all for all mankind james no no i haven't seen for all mankind so uh hammer down so move on to the next lot um but yeah and it's like just uh all right all right i'm going to have to stop you there all right and that's great is this where i got told off for having not watched it yet no you know no, i'm going back to the jane may using her words right to tame the other species. Isn't that what Star Trek's meant to be about? It is. It is. is. But you went all Star Wars on us and you want explosions. No, no. Don't forget the lens flare. The lens flare. And anyway, there's not enough explosions when Jane made his eye was blowing up bark cubes left, right and centre. What's the problem with a bark? I can blow up a bark cube for breakfast. My question is that it was not the fact that she did it because at the end of the day, yes, that was a very starting way of doing it but you went through the whole of um, the whole all you know all of star trek next generation with the ball being this including the films the ball being this enemy that we don't know anything about we don't understand and it was that fear of the unknown element that played really well into the way the ball came across as the antagonist in the, the series and then it was like it was it was too quick with Janeway going from running away from the Borg, fighting the Borg, to all of a sudden being best pals and doing deals. That's not very Borg-esque. The Borg, when, when did the Borg suddenly decide to start making deals? They just assimilated people, attacked people. <laughs> they started making deals in first contact. And at Wolf 359. Well, here's the thing, that benefited them. It wasn't, you know, this is the other way around. It, you know, it was for their benefit, not for Jane, yeah, you know. But, but but the deal that Janeway did to go and take the nanites into fluidic space and destroy species 8472, that wasn't for the benefit of Janeway, really. That was for the benefit of the Borg. Well, technically it was because it got her to the means to an end, didn't it? I mean, it's just... Yeah, yeah but that's not why they said yes. <laughs> Anyway, it just shows you how inconsistent Janeway was, and that's Mm. the real flaw in 
or one of the many real flaws in Voyager that stopped it from becoming a great Star Trek series. Uh, too inconsistent, not, wasn't universe building, you know, um, they never made, quite made the decision, do we make it completely episodic, do we have a story arc, uh, and they ended up with this halfway house, and yeah. it just didn't work. See, Which is a shame, because the premise for Voyager screamed for story arc. Yeah. Absolutely, it did. And when they seen what was happening over on the syndicated show on DS9, they should have looked at that and thought, that's, that's what we need to follow. Um, but they didn't. And I think, to be honest with you, I think, um, I think the erosion should have been more of a constant thread throughout. Uh, I, I, that's what I would like. I mean, I, I, I like the idea behind the species. I like the, the concept behind it. Oh, they were Klingons on steroids, weren't they? Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, well, isn't, isn't that the case, on really? Oh, the, oh, well, that's... Oh, have we done the case on? We haven't done the case No, on. please, not, let's not do the case no, on. No, 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 they don't exist. I'm going to have to check my list and see if it's on there, because if it isn't... Oh, yeah, we've def definitely done the case yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, we did yeah, it. We, we, yeah. we did it twice, JJ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I wonder whether one of the reasons that the Herodian weren't in it very much is because they look really expensive. Yeah. They look like the makeup for those aliens is ridiculously expensive. So I wonder whether that was a consideration. It, it, it could be a possibility because, I mean, that was one of the, the downsides to science fiction in, in that particular area of television was, um, was the budgets. Yeah, um, which was a which which was a shame because, like I say, the erosion I think would have been a brilliant, consistent, um, consistent character or you know, character or species within the series. You know, imagine Voyager going trying to get home from the Delta Quadrant, and instead of just going off every once in a while to investigate an anomaly, you know, they get into a scrap with the erosion. Yeah, you're. Yes. I mean, I mean, I mean, come on. You know, you're seventy light years away from home, and you're like. Going, oh yeah, gaseous anomaly. Yeah, let's 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 check this gaseous anomaly because we don't. We don't. Yeah, we don't because we don't have any gaseous anomalies in the Alpha Quadrant to study. You know, Jesus Christ. I mean, honestly, that I mean to be fair, you know, I get the whole exploring and the whole um, you know it's new uncharted territory and they're doing their staffing duty to investigate it. But at the end of the day, what's the point of investigating something if the damn thing is not going to get home? You know, I mean, if it's on the way, you know, have a look at it, you know. Because, I mean, let's be honest with you, Janeway's decision-making was, you know, Dubious. questionable at best. And I'm saying that as a, I'm saying that as a Janeway fan. I am saying that as a... I, I mean, that decision to abandon the children on that planet that her and Tom had was a disgraceful decision. Oh, fuck's sake, we're talking about erosion and he goes on about thresholds, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> The little salamander babies. The, the cute little salamander babies. Some of them we look need, like Tom and some of them look like Janeway. We need uh, just there's a sidebar. On the off chance that Robert Duncan McNeil happens to come across Spot the Week and happens to come across this particular episode and every other episode where Gregor has mentioned threshold. Robert Duncan McNeil, if you are listening to this, come on to the show and please. Tell us, uh, defend your children against, you know, the decision they made, you know, 
Elizabeth babies, let's have you on and talk. Yeah, about it. Ha- having listened to um, Robert and Garrett's podcast, I don't think that he's really going to come on and defend too vigorously. <laughs> well, just just come on, just come on and just talk about you know, because at the end of the day, he goes on about it on and on and on. It's like an obsession. It's a bum he will not. Because it's get. the best episode of Voyager. That's why. <sighs> well. <laughs> I can also think, to be honest with you, even if it's just for the one liner from Tuvark at the end of the episode, it's worth it just for that. For me. You know, it's, uh, but like I say, just going on what you said, I have listened to the episode where they do talk about Threshold uh, on the Delta Flyers. There you go, you're getting name dropped as well. Hey, if you haven't listened to it, go and check it out. It is really worth a listen. It really is. But they talk about it, and, and it says that it was. It was a really good episode for him because he was really able to, you know, to get his, <laughs> ironically, tongue around it, even though he loses his tongue. <laughs> it was something he could, uh, he could, you know, it was, it was a, an enjoyable episode to get, and I think he actually enjoyed making it. Um, yeah, he's not quick to defend it, though, is he? No, but I don't think a lot of people are, to be honest with you, because it is the 11 episode. I'll defend it. I think it's a great episode. Yes, but well, it's, uh, you know something, I, I'm, I'm starting to regret picking Erosion here because we're not actually going to talk about it in any way, shape or form. Well, look, they completely destroyed the holodecks, you know, so... And then they so got all the technology and buggered off. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, we've done it. <laughs> End off. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, to be fair, when I came up with the arc for <coughs> You were thinking straight. No, 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 I was, I was, because I thought, you know what, I'm not going to be involved in most of this, and like I say, it was a little bit of a last-minute decision um, to come in for this episode. But I was like, oh, so I'll throw a, couple of, throw a couple of curveballs in there, and at the end of the day, I just thought, you know what, I'll pick that one, pick that one, pick that one, pick that one, because knowing Gregor as well as I do, I knew for a fact that most of the episode would be everything but the topic in which I chose you guys. So the topic hey, in GTA... Some weeks we've done all right. Some weeks we've stayed quite on topic. Yeah. To be honest with you, the only way he actually... The only episode he actually genuinely stayed on topic for the vast majority of the episode was when he got to talk about Kira Norris. I don't know, but I think we stayed on topic for the Vulcans, didn't we? Yeah, and we weren't too bad for Cardassians either because I was driving over Garrick. Well, yeah. there you go. You had Garrick and he yeah. has Kieran. And to be perfectly honest with you, I'm with you in the Garrick camp. Oh, Garrick, who I saw described on Facebook earlier on this week as the bisexual fashion lizard, which is just a perfect description of Garrick. And from now on, in my brain, that's canon. Garrick is the bisexual fashion lizard. Two seconds. Uh, uh, later. What? What? For those of you listening at home, this is JJ trying to persuade Gregor to get him another beer. Double hazy. Double hazy? Right, Brewdog, if you are still listening. What the hell's double hazy? We're about to find out. What percentage is that? You really want to know? Yeah. 7.2%. Ooh. Now I thought this was strong at five, but wow. I'm I'm crawling home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Gregor has a wheelbarrow. By the way, to our American listeners, this, these are just starters. Oh yeah, this is pre. These are, these are just these are, these are pre-drinks. 
these are pre-drinks. I mean, we don't think, I mean, honestly, there's a, there's a 10 pack, there's a 10 pack of Amstel, uh, was it Amstel or? Amstel you got, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Amstel. There's a 10 pack of Amstel in the fridge cooling off for later on. Yeah, the, the the Americans aren't going to be able to keep up drinking with two Scotsmen. It's not going to happen. No, definitely not. So we've got the pre-drinks, which are Brew Dogs, Brew Dogs. Please. Yeah, a 7.2% pre-drink. <laughs> What's up with you? You want a chicken out? Chicken out? I'm not... <laughs> it's simple, whole honest. I've had one Lauren sausage today, and now you're making me drink this 7.2% stuff. Again, Again, for our American <laughs> listeners, a loin sausage is a square sausage. It's a bit like a burger, but made out of sausage meat, and it's square. Square. I'm very impressed you know that, James. I'm quite northern in England. I'm northern fair. enough that we can get those from our supermarket. Can you? Are they yeah. like smuggled over the border? Are they no, like, no, 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 they actually do, to be honest with you, being a Yorkshireman, from the, the correct I'm side sorry about that. I know, you get sorry. my condolences. You're on the wrong side of the Pennines. No, I'm on the right side of the Pennines. The as right long as you're meaning left and right, then yes. Very hazy. I, I'll tell you a story about Lauren Sausage. I was um, about eight years ago when the Rugby League World Cup was in Britain the last time. And we were going down to a friend's parent in Wales to in Wrexham because there was a couple of games on in Wrexham that we were going to see and we were staying there. And uh, she says, can you bring me a whole lawn? So I had to go into the butchers and get a whole lawn and the whole thing. So it was like that size. Again, for people at home, Gregor's hands are about two foot apart. Yeah. Uh, and had to carry this whole lawn on the train all the way down to Wrexham. I've never seen it actually as a sausage. I've only ever seen it sliced. Yeah. And like, because you buy them here frozen in slices. Are we still on about the, the lawn? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, you're not being paying attention. Jesus Christ. We're supposed to be the boss. Fucking hell, man. Jesus, honestly. Yeah. Just drink your, drink your double hazy. <laughs> James, James gets it. James gets it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, no, to be fair, it's like I say, being a, being a Yorkshireman uh, and, okay. Um, Again, condolences. Now, here's the thing, right? Where, where specifically are you actually from, James? Uh, I'm from, I live about 10 miles away from Burnley, if you know where that is. Oh, you're practically a Yorkshireman then. I'm really not. Mm. <laughs> I've once, I once seen JJ drop a pound coin and it hit him on the back of the neck on the way down. That's true. That's, <laughs> that, is actually, that is actually true. And also, copper <laughs> wire was invented, from, uh, it was invented by a Scotsman, a Yorkshireman, over a pen. Has it yeah. got a bit of a kick, that beer, Gregor? Yeah. Oh, oh, just, oh, I'm going to rub your leg again. Oh, dear. I think I'm having a food Do you want crisps? Do you want more crisps? I'm Jesus. God almighty. I feel like this is one of those episodes where we may have to release the video from oh. it because it just won't work right, like just audio. I think we might have to do that. This is what you're missing by not getting up to some of these events, James. This is like... 
chaos. But Do you remember the good old days when we actually... What, you mean when I was allowed to travel? <laughs> oh, no, the good old days weren't when we talked about Star Trek. The good old mm. days were before you came and made us talk about Star Trek. I know. <laughs> this used to be such a fun podcast. <laughs> right, are you still going to DST? Yes. Unfortunately, unfortunately I am not. Uh, two reasons. One of the, I mean, as some of you may or may not know, the ones that probably uh, and these two will probably mention it on occasion. Um, the reason why I've been out most of the season is in on March the 17th on Kid Patrick's Day. We had our second child, uh, Alanda, and uh, quite so I've been taking the time out to, to look after look after her and spend time with her and whatnot. So that's the reason why I've been out. Um, it also means that that's severely, even without COVID, that's severely reducing my travel options because we went down to the London Film and Television Comic Con, uh, which, by the way, it. Anybody from around the world, if you ever get the chance to go to it, it is a really good convention. They get some really good guests. It's the same people that do Destination Star Trek um, in Birmingham. Oh, it's in London this year, isn't it? Yes, they uh, uh, So it's in London this year. It's the same people that do uh, Destination Star Trek in the UK. Um, they also do the London Film and Television Con, and it's brilliant. They get some really good guests. Uh, so we're down there with Neelix uh, to meet. Neelix. So uh, we named our son Neelix and we took him down to meet Ethan Phillips and it was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant trip. But it is an absolute pain in the ass to travel all the way from Edinburgh to London on a train with bags, with a child. And it's to do that with two and with a child that actually can run about the place and crawl and climb and stuff like that. It's just, it's just Virtually impossible for us to. Well, Can't you just like send the kids by DPD or something and pick them up when they're No, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we'd get locked up for that. All oh, right. Well, you get these baggage handling companies, so have you looked into that? Again. Just take your own bags and. Well, I'm trying to meet in a prison, you mate. If I go to prison, I'm done. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about DST. I don't think Sarah's too keen on going this year, but I think I might go. Yeah, I just sent them an email not long ago. Uh, like like two or three days ago saying yeah that one that I booked in Germany that you cancelled can I transfer my booking to London this year so and if not then I'll have to buy tickets but no I will be going to one of the ones I would like to go to and I would actually go to uh, myself or with one of my fellow uh, crewmates I would like to go to the Germany one well, apparently, a friend who we were going to go to the Germany one with says it's just like the UK one, only with about a third of the people there. So you get to see a lot more and do a lot more. So that sounded perfect. And the fact that somewhere in Germany, I can't remember where, there is a roller coaster that is themed around Star Trek. You know, it's a really big country. Yes, I do know yeah. that. I do know that. But it's in Germany. And when in Germany, it's not a problem to get from one end of the country to the other. No, they've got like decent public transport and stuff. Decent public transport, cheap public transport. You know yeah. it's south. You know it's south of Lancashire, don't you? You're talking to you somebody that's like, driven. It's south of Lancashire. You're, you're like something like Lancashire, south of Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm not. I'm not going beyond Sheffield. I'm not going beyond Sheffield. That's it. 
point of order. Right. Point I, might, of order. I, might, I might stretch to Doncaster, but I that's it. Driven all the way to Croatia. So I think that's a lot. I think that's particularly far south of Yorkshire, don't you? Doncaster's the limit. That's it. Doncaster. No further. I used to be a transcontinental coach driver, so mm -hmm. there you go. Well, actually, so, transcontinental, to be honest with you, to the US listeners and stuff like that. It's basically, I've driven from one end of Europe to the other, which is about the equivalent of driving from one side of Texas to the other. <laughs> into, you know, so it's... I, I do remember once when I was a coach driver, I did get some American tourists, and they were asking, how long does it take to get to London? And they went, and I'm spat, well, depending on what training you get, you can do it in about four and a half, four hours, four and a half hours. Really? That quick? Yeah, but our trains go faster than their trains. Even it's our trains the, go faster than their the, trains. To get anywhere in the US, you need to travel for three weeks and four months. Well, you just fly though, wouldn't you? That's just, to be honest with you, I say that about the States. The, a friend of mine used to live in Australia, and he lived in this little outback, outback town, and it took him, it was a 12-hour round trip just to go to the local supermarket to get produce, to get his supplies. No, I'm that's that's <laughs> yeah. So that's that's, that's a that's real so, pain if you run out of milk, isn't it? Yeah. So right, so you're going to DST then, James. Yes. I'm thinking about it. I think you should. Well, a couple of the what it is is one a couple of people from the STLV group were asking if I was going to STLV in August, and I was like, no, absolutely no danger. I'm going to America. Yeah. <laughs> At this moment in time, apart from the fact that I'm not allowed to. Um, it's just not going to happen. It's, um, it's too soon, I think. And I'm like, because I'm not getting to Vegas, I'm thinking, ooh, a couple of days at DST might not go amiss. You know, and Do I you know who the going... confirmed guests are so far? Would you like me to tell you? I, I did see a post about it. Uh... We've got Jonathan Delarco, who sadly died for no good reason, but we'll get back to that at another point. Uh, Garrett Wang, Robert Duncan McNeil, Ethan Phillips, Robert Picardo, Tim Russ, Robert Belton, Kate Mulgrew, Jerry see... Ryan, and Roxana Dawson. Did you say Garrett's wine? He did say Garrett's wine. Did I? Did you say Garrett's wine? He did yes, say Garrett's wine. Well, to be fair, if Garrett is going, I assume Garrett's wine is going as well, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> he probably won't leave it at home. One of the times I was in Vegas and in the hotel across the road, the Gold Coast, there's actually quite a nice, uh, decent um, Asian. The Americans call it Asian. You would call it Japanese or... Yeah. Or whatever. We're on about takeaway food now. Well, it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant. Oh, a restaurant. Um, and he was in there, got pissed, and was telling stories about everybody and cast members and everything. He was absolutely hammered out his face in, in this uh, Asian restaurant in the Gold Coast Hotel across the road. Because a lot of people stay in the Gold Coast Hotel. It's what I would do next time I go to Vegas. I'd stay in the Gold Coast because it's half the price. Yeah. Well, when I do end up going to STLV, it'll be basically me contacting Gregor. So I'm right, Gregor, what do I book? Where do I go? And what do I do? Because I haven't been yet, but it is on my to-do list. I mean, you'll love it. Absolutely love it. It's brilliant. Well, to be honest with you, by the time we can all afford, I mean, Gregor can go. You've just got an extra child. You won't be able to afford it for 18 years. Oh, no, I'll tell you what, I am, I don't know, I'll, I'll sell my... And there's university then, there's university Oh, well, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Although no, you're Scottish, so they pay, the free. government pay you for you lot. Yeah, true. So, come on, pregnant silence there. 
I was going to, I was going to say something. So you're supplying the dead space now. Fuck's sake, don't ever say that to me again. Stop chewing your crisps and just get speaking. I was going to say something, but I put a crisp in my mouth just as I was about to speak and realised I fucked up. But it was like halfway through a sentence as well. You were halfway through saying something and then all of a sudden you just put a crisp in your mouth and shut up. Let's be honest with you, right? By the time myself and James can either afford or are capable of going to SDLB, we should do it as a group, as, as Spock the Week organisers. Spock the Week on tour? Yes. Right. To be fair, well, no. I could but I could quite easily put the kit in. It, it really wouldn't seriously. take much luggage allowance for me to take the kit for us to be able to record out there. Seriously, there's loads of podcasters go and do live reporting from it. Yeah. So if I go to DST, why don't we do that? If down at yeah, DST? we can do one at DST. Yeah, huh? we'd be stupid not to. Try and grab some guests and stuff yeah. like that. Because, um, well, spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen... Oh, I'm so excited. Is, is this where JJ pretends he knows what's coming next on, on Spock the Week? No, I have absolutely no idea. But the Good, way neither do we. <laughs> Look at the list, you dumb. I don't know what I'm going I don't know what I'm gonna say next, never mind what's happening next week. What we are hoping to do in the uh near future in twenty uh very least at twenty twenty two is we are hoping to get a uh, a live either a live stream or a live recording from Edinburgh Comic Con. I know it's not SDLV, I know it's not Destination Star Trek. It is a convention. It is our local convention. So it for, would be for, for us, yes. Um, and it's the home convention of the USS Alba chapter of Star Somebody will meet me at the train station and tell me where to go and what to do, right? Yes. Because otherwise um, I'm going to be stuck on my own in the middle of a city, I don't know. The only thing I know about Edinburgh is there's a really good Chinese buffet near the train station. I know nothing else about no, Edinburgh. No, 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 not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, it's, well, now I know nothing about it's, Edinburgh. It's, it's now a Spoons. It's now a Weatherspoons. Oh, well, I'm not going there. And then, oh, oh, anyway, if you're going to the Comic Con in Edinburgh, you would get off at Haymarket, not Waverley. Yeah, OK. And literally, it's going to be a case of Connor. So, uh, Connor? You're not called Connor at all. You're called Gregor. Gregor. I work with someone called Connor, so that's I have fine. no I'll, idea I'll why him. I just called you Connor, but um, I, I, I know a Connor. Do you? Yeah. Connor, 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 Connor and me are lovers. Stop singing now before we have to pay rights for you singing that song, yeah, exactly. Connor. And really, if we have to pay for that rendition. <laughs> Connor and me are lovers. Parody. Connor and me are lovers from opposite sides. You mean you're cheating on me? No, well, Connor is a heart supporter and I'm a hip supporter. And we sat next to each other in the office for a year and we became very close and then became lovers. So he's been working from home and then a couple of weeks ago he got back into the office and hugs were allowed. So we had a big man hug in the office and it was a beautiful thing. I'm impressed, by the way, JJ's eyes glaze over the minute Gregor mentions football in the same way mine do. <laughs> Well, it's not the football that it was oh, played it now, it's the fact that this bastard cheated on me with somebody called Con. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I will come to the Edinburgh Comic Con thing, but somebody will have to tell me where to go and what to do. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. He's bigger than you. Everybody's bigger than me. <laughs> well, that's going um, on the internet for prosperity, isn't it? <laughs> I'm an android, I'm oh, no. Not hey, as good. <laughs> you're not as good as data then, because Tasha Yar had no complaints. Yeah. Oh, I meant. Oh, talking about. Uh, I meant to tweet you one of my pictures 
Oh, yeah, we've got I've, oh, I've not dear. tweeted you one. I've not tweeted oh, you one. You do know the whole point of an OnlyFans is that you don't give away things for free. You know that, don't you? Yeah, but James likes the things that I tweet. Yeah. He likes the, he likes the pictures that I source and tweet. He, li- he likes them. And I've not done one this week, so I need to do one this week. Because I found one. I worry about you. What? But, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see the problem with it. Come on, stop bickering and get it sent. Yeah. I'm excited now. Well, my phone's over there now. Oh. Well, that's just not acceptable. Apparently, this is a Star Trek podcast. Have we mentioned the Herogians? Briefly. So, yeah, space lizards who like hunting shit. Yeah, it's a while since we mentioned the Herogians. Yeah. um, Yeah. I don't know what else we can say about them, really. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's, let's... Deep dive into the episode, the two-parted episode, the killing game. Okay. Now, I've got, I haven't watched it recently, so I've got a, uh, a good enough memory of it, but a vague enough memory to talk about. I don't know if any people of you guys remember the episodes particularly well. I do remember, I do remember Seven of Nine doing our 1940s lounge singer Edith Piaf impersonation. Oh. Mademoiselle de Neuf. Do you want it, sir? Mademoiselle Swash on you. You'd be Oh, honestly, you know what? I mean, I can say these things, but I just, I can just laugh inside because I know there are people listening to this podcast that will have a Scooby Doo what we are referencing. The person, you're absolutely right. The person listening to this to this podcast has no idea what we are talking about. <laughs> Which I, is okay. fair because they're in good company. Well, let's put it this way, guys, right? If you want to get some of the references from what we've just said, here's some homework for you guys. Well, Gregor goes and pokes the pork again. And yes, you can take that as what you want. Have a look. Uh, you can usually find snippets, clips, stuff like that. Um, I don't know if they... Uh, was it... James, you might be able to answer this one. I'm all alone. Was that BBC or was that ITV? It was BBC. It was BBC, yeah. It was BBC. So um, you may be able to get that in the States uh, with the, the BBC service that you, uh, you can get over there. Um, but have a look at it. Hello, hello. I imagine in the UK it's probably on BritBox. Uh, yes, I think it is on BritBox. I haven't got BritBox, but I think it may be on it. Just, um, so far, cancel culture hasn't really gone too far in, you know, in, in Britain. So it's still pretty much available. Yeah, I don't um, know how well it's aged. I don't think it's aged. You know, I don't think it's aged that well. But the comedy in it is it's it's good. It's subtle, but it's effective. And now I've got the theme tune in my head. Thanks for that. <laughs> and once again, the best Frenchman played by Yorkshireman. The fallen Madonna with the big boobies. <laughs> Another reference, ladies and gentlemen. So if, you want to, if you've not seen Allo Allo, go check it out. It's, it, it's, it really is. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And um, the guy who plays Rene, I forget the actor's name off the top of my head. Gordon. Gordon, Gordon Kay died a couple of years ago. Uh, sadly, no longer with us, but a uh, great guy. Uh, and a Yorkshireman. And I'll tell you what, the best actors come from Yorkshire. Can I, can I just interject slightly with, I really love the fact that JJ said, right, we're going to talk about the Herogen. We're going to go deep dive into this episode. Oh, by the way, let's talk about LOLO for five minutes. 
You've got me. Wouldn't, hey, listen, seriously, wouldn't it have been fucking hilarious in that episode if they go into the French fucking oh. <laughs> happy no. and there's fucking Rennie and Michelle and all that? Eh? No, you want the policeman to turn up at the uh, on the bridge of uh, Voyager and like. <laughs> We should we should do that sketch and put it out on YouTube. Oh no, we Vo- should. Voyager meets Alo Alo. <laughs> I'm up for that. Garrett, if you're still listening, Robert Duncan McNeil, if you're still listening, do you want to, uh, do, you want, do, you want to do that with us? We'll, we'll I am out. sure they have more professional integrity than to do that. <laughs> <clears throat> no, but okay. So as we know. The, the erosion come onto the ship. Uh, well, we start the episode, and we start the episode in in the sort of the scenario of World War Two. Yep. Uh, Janeway is part of the resistance, I believe, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, Chakotay is, I think, to be honest with you, I mean, the, the, it, it was a deliberate putting Chakotay and Paris as uh, U.S. Army. Um, so I think Chakotay was a general or, or a sergeant or something like that, and uh, Paris was the stereotypical. Uh, and the chips are gone again. I'm, so this week's episode listen, of Spot of the Week, and it's just us. James, James do you think we should invite him back? I don't think we should invite him back. Just stick to, stick to fucking editing, honestly, man. Excuse me, invite me back. Invite me back. Cheeky <laughs> mark. I'll have you know I gave birth to this podcast. Have you ever heard of a thing called a mutiny? I think I'm in the middle of fucking three. <laughs> you were only brought in to cover for me. And look at you now. You're walking around like the bloody brass cock, you know. <laughs> Taking over the joint. I'm sorry, who are you again? Hello. <laughs> I'm not really the other, other android, I'm just somebody that we're, would hate me. We're going to Gene Roddenberry you out of fucking Spot of the Week history. Oh, you better not. <laughs> the fans love me. Spot of the Week, created by JJ. That's it. That's it. Just created by that. Spot, spot the week based on, based on the failed attempt to actually make himself famous by. Jim. So, so what, back to the erosion. Back to the episode. Now, I particularly like that episode. It was, it, you know, something. It, it, I enjoyed that episode because it was. I mean, is that what we, we classify as a ship in the bottle episode? Where it just the, no, because they go outside. Yeah, yeah. Ship in the bottle is literally just on the standard sets that already exist. Right. Do you know? Right. Do you know in Enterprise when they changed the theme tune for that episode in a mirror darkly? Mm-hmm. So for this episode of Voyager, do you think you should have changed it to? You're the one who specified how long your break was going to be. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> now, what I do like about the episode is the fact that it is 
it's you get a better sense, a better understanding of what the erosion are and how they how they operate and how they use technology to continue on traditional uh, traditional uh, hunting methods and stuff like that. You know, and I, I like it because you get that. And it's I have a bit of a soft spot for it as well because I am a sucker for World War history, um, particularly World War II. So anything that references, uh, includes, or is set in the time period, um, I particularly like. Now, this particular Voyager episode is an exception to my usual rule of I like accuracy. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's a representation, not a depiction. Yes. So... Um, like I say, this one falls out because normally um, I get really critical of inaccuracies in his, you know, historical movies, particularly U571. That's a big one for me. Because is it that because it's just not as good as Das Boot? No, it's not because it's just not as good as Das Boot. It's because it's the, in the movie, the Americans steal the Enigma machine, but it actually wasn't. It was the British. No offence, but it, that's just a historical fact, you know. Um, but going back to the episode, I like the way that it's done. Now, I like the way that they set the characters as well in this episode. So the way they give, like I mentioned earlier, they gave uh, Chicote in Paris the roles of the GIs and yeah. you know the Americans. Captain Miller and Le- uh, sorry, American pronunciation, Lieutenant Bobby Davis. Yep. Bobby Davis. They must have been up all. They must have been up all night thinking of that one, eh? I still struggle pronouncing the word lieutenant when I see it written down because my brain wants to say it the British way, and then we're talking about Star Trek, so I've got to say it's it the wrong. British way is lieutenant. It is not lieutenant. Lieutenant is the British way, and lieutenant is the American. That's the way. That's the way. I say the characters, I, I like the fact that uh, it, it's very in keeping with the, the story arc of Janeway through the series of Voyager is that she is a member of the Resistance. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, again, Seven of Nine, eye candy. So she was, you know, again, but she was involved with the, again, she, you know, escaped the ball, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the character it's play a, in this episode reflects that as well. It's a common trope, sadly, in Voyager, is the underutilization of Seven as an actual character rather than just something pretty to look at. Yeah, and yet, <clears throat> which is annoying because some, oh, well, in my opinion, no, actually, not in my opinion, I'm absolutely correct in saying this. All the best episodes of Voyager are involve Seven or the Doctor as the main story arc. Yes, but it's got to be the ones where they're allowed to actually have some I mean, sort of influence. It's funny you should mention that, because I was actually going to say that um, the, the the episodes where uh, Jerry Ryan really shone through, uh, and one of my personal favourites, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, because I'm, I'm useless with names of episodes. I can remember what happens in them, but I can never remember the name. Yeah, no, I'm the same. Um, it's the one where she, uh, where all her pers- the personalities of all the people that she mm. never assimilated as time yeah. Time yeah. I can't remember that one off the top of my head. Um, and honestly, Jerry Ryan, brilliant actress in this one. 
because she plays each every iteration of yeah very um, much so of the characters of the Ferengi. I mean, the Ferengi performance was brilliant. You know, I do love Ferengi. I can't wait for us to do Ferengi. They're my favourite race. But sorry, carry on. Oh, you're going to enjoy the Ferengi episode. I am. They're my favourites. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm tempted to even put my latex headpiece on, but I tried it the other day and I was like, I can't wear headphones with it. So weird. You are going. You are going to really enjoy this. Um, And to be honest with you, James, you know, keep the hold, but. You're, this may be an extended season. Cool. And it will be an extended season for a very good reason. Um, Is that so that we've actually got room to talk about like Dominion and like Alien? We may, we may, we may throw a few things in between, but uh, the Ferengi episode is going to be our season finale. Uh, so we're going to uh, let's say we're going to sort of get something very special organised for for you guys. Uh, cool. So. Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to that one. But, uh, and to go back to the episode as well is the, the, the you know Neelix, you know, sorry, Neelix, Ethan Phillips's performance as a as a as a Klingon. Um, yeah. As a Klingon who you know, and then all of a sudden now this is the best bit. This is where his particular part comes into the top. Um, is when they turn off the chips when they manage to disrupt because each one of the characters has got a, a, a chip in inserted which basically makes them believe that they are in genuine you know, yeah. and so they're in, you know, in the Klingon wherever, wherever that battle's going on and then when that gets switched off you get Ethan Phillips he's acting brilliantly in this episode because he now has to like behave like a Klingon when two minutes ago when he was yeah he didn't know any better he was perfect yeah it's Ethan Phillips playing Neelix who is playing a Klingon yeah well that's a paradox isn't it isn't it just (laughs) but the um, I think to be honest with you I mean the fact that they they chose World War Two as a trope in this particular um, episode I think that, uh, would you agree that sits well with the erosion? Yeah, but I think, think also... Do you think it fits them? Yes, no, I, I do, but I think also stylistically it's just so easily identifiable, which is probably the main reason why it was chosen, and then they probably wrote the story to fit around it. Um, because if you were going to pick a period of history that people will just look at and go, oh, yes, it's that, a red banner with a swastika on and you've done it. You know exactly when you are in history, you know where you are and you know what's going on without having to do loads and loads and loads of um, explorative dialogue in it as well, which is good. And then there's Ex- the- exposition, that's the word I couldn't remember and I came out with explorative dialogue, but it means the same thing. And then there's the, the actor that plays one of the German... Um... Commanders or whatever. He's he, I can't remember his name, but he's in a lot of a lot of films where he plays that kind of character, or he plays you know. Um, or I think he's been in Star Trek before as well. I think he's been in some TNG as well. I'm trying to remember the actor's name off the top of my head. I'm useless with names. By the way, I'm sorry. I do apologise. Do you mean Danny Goldring? If right, just uh, has he been 
Is that the guy who's been he's been in other Star Trek as well? I think. Uh, yes, he's done all sorts of bits. Let me find the list of Star Trek roles that he's done. Something tells me he's the one that played. Um, what uh, he played one of the Borg in one of the episodes, but I can't remember what uh, what episode. Right, so this episode's called The Killer. I'm 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 actually on IMDB now. I'm actually doing some real research for this episode. Which should have been done before the episode, right? Oh no, that's not how you do it. That's no, definitely that's not, not. actually that's true. That's, that's not what we do. That's not what we we'll do. We just sit here while the listeners disappear in their thousands when I'm So, what, what was this episode, season four? Was it or did oh, we decide? In a uh, shocking development, we have lost James. James is gone, and James is coming back. Maybe, think, uh, possibly. So, Danny Goldring, Alpha Herodian Nazi Commandant. Yes, is that who you're talking about? It was, uh, no, it was the, one of the, um, it was one of the guys that played uh, the, the holographic, um, the holographic Nazis. What was this, a uh, German SS officer? Uh, that might be it. I think, it, yes, that's it, that's him, that's him. That's the one I was trying to think J. Paul Bohemer. He has a very distinctive um, voice that I think has been in other. Okay. Are you with us, uh, James? I am. I'm back. For some reason, Zoom decided I wasn't allowed to join in anymore and got rid of me, but I'm back. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you shut, if you shut down all your grinders and tinders and what else, and OnlyFans and. He's no grinder because he's no showing. I'm too far away from you to show up, Gregor. Ah, but you're in my favourites. <laughs> <laughs> right, so when you got cut off, what were you doing? Points to see you're one meter uh, away. I was shut up, I'm outside. That's why I've got blue screen <laughs> behind me. Um I was talking about Danny Goldring, but then I came back into the conversation as you were telling Gregor that that was the wrong block anyway, so don't worry about it. Yeah, so it was the, it was the guy that played the uh, SS officer. Yeah. And it's like I say, I was saying that uh, he... Uh... Yes, you were saying. Ah. Um, sorry, I was just being shown some vital intelligence. Um, We've lost intelligence. That was bad intelligence. I never had intelligence to start with. So. Oh, come on. What film was that? James, do you know what film that was? James is frozen again. We've lost him. Again. Mm. This is a I think James is having internet problems. So might, 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 now might be a good time to wind up if we get him back. Yes, I think that might be a good idea. I think mm. we've talked literally bollocks for what? How long now? An hour and twenty minutes. An hour and twenty minutes. Jesus Christ! An hour and twenty minutes of utter bollocks. By the way, James, welcome back. 
the second time. That's all right. That that was really odd because it basically froze, and then I got to watch you two having the conversation while I wasn't there at high speed. <sighs> it was very very bizarre. It's that episode. It's that episode with Ensign Rowe and Jordi LaForge, isn't it? <laughs> I was waiting for the Benny Hill theme, to be honest. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you have managed to stomach this entire episode to the very end, we are truly appreciative. Then you deserve a bloody medal. I, I, I fully <laughs> salute you if you have stuck this one out. I really do. Because clearly there's not enough to talk about the erosions to it. I tried, I tried, I made the effort, I did, but it was to no avail. But we have fun doing it. Unfortunately, it has come to the time where we have to say goodbye. Adieu. So long, farewell, love you to say goodbye. No? Sorry. Oh, au revoir, <laughs> Rene. <laughs> okay, right, that's it. Uh, I think we've had enough now. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure, as always. Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, thank you to Gregor. I'm going to say this on there. Thank you to Gregor and James for basically looking after the place for me while I've been away. Much appreciated. Thank you. Uh, how have you enjoyed your last ever show? How have you enjoyed your last ever show? Because I'm going to watch the analytics of this thing just take a nosedive like Voyager in an ice planet. <laughs> been great i mean to be honest with you we must be doing something right because people keep coming back every week and we do appreciate that so by all means drop us a line send us a message let us know how we're getting on what you like what you don't like constructive criticism is always good um if you like what you see and you want to support us uh, head over to buymeacoffee.com spot the week studios uh spot the week get over there and buy us a pint very much appreciated. Uh, you can buy James a spritzer. Uh, you can buy me and Gregor a. Why do I only get a spritzer? Because you're only babysitting. You've got to be responsible when you're babysitting. I think that's a bit unfair. All right then. All right then. All right then. You can have a shandy. He's a Jane shandy. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> <laughs> While we are talking about the Twitter, though, can I just give a little bit of a shout-out to Stuart McLawain? I don't know you say your name, Stuart. Stuart McElwain. Yes. But, Stuart McElwain, yes. McElwain, yes, indeed. For me saying something a few weeks ago, saying that I didn't know whether there was a difference between Romulans and Vulcans, and we were talking about the biology thing, and he tracked down the exact episode where... Um, Dr. Crusher says that there is a small but subtle biological difference between the two. So hats off to Stuart for digging out that little bit of information that I couldn't get my hands on. So thank you. Of course, thank you, Stuart. Stuart is a regular listener to Spot the Week and he's uh, very quick Sorry, to. Stuart. <laughs> but he's very quick to point us out on, uh, give us any information and update us and correct us when we make things. We should get him on. Come on, Stuart. Yes. Come on, yes, Stuart. Come on. Stuart. Come on. We'll get you on. We'll get you on. Yeah, we'll uh, you for JJ. Oi. <laughs> we'll get someone that knows what they're talking about on. Hey, you <laughs> said I was only allowed a spritzer. You're going to get some comeback from it. Steady on, old chap. <laughs>
<laughs> so at that point, we will call this episode to an end. Um, unfortunately, the car has crashed. The emergency services are here and people are getting cut out of their vehicles as we speak. So while they do their job, James, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me outlets? on Twitter at The Militant. Nowhere else. Not giving anything else out. Oh, keeping the cards close to your chest. And Gregor, where can people find you? God help them if they want to, but hey ho, where can they find you? Uh, I can be found on Grinder, uh, OnlyFans, and uh, on Twitter as at Crabbit Ginger. And of course, as always, the Alba Android. You can find me at Alba Android on Twitter, and you can get in touch with the show and find the show at Spock Week if you haven't already followed us on Twitter. Um, so yeah, and again, buymeacoffee.com, buy us a pint, it'll all be very appreciative, and thank you for listening, and hopefully we will see you again very, very soon. Live long. And prosper. Live long and prosper. No, we do it anyway, every week, JJ, don't worry about it. We do it anyway. We know, we know, we know. It's for us, it's for us. That's right. (laughs) 